you ready, Flyer fans? It's the Anthony Grant Show. Dayton has won! Dayton has won! All right, champion! Nails it! Nails it! It's the shot clock! He's got it! Presented by Bud Light and live from Frickers on Woodman Drive in Dayton. Tonight's show is brought to you by Bud Light. Here's to the beer you can always count on. Frickers, for over 30 years, has been the home for fun, food, sports, and spirits. United Way, view our 365 days of impact. Premier Health is proud to be the official healthcare provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash sportsmed. And by Flyer Spirit, the university-owned student staff destination for Dayton Flyers gear. Hashtag Flyer Spirit. The Anthony Grant Show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now, here's the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hanskin. And good evening, everyone. Welcome to Frickers, your home of fun, food, sports, and spirit. And the Anthony Grant Show, at least for the next two weeks, because this uh, season is winding down. Just uh, two games left on the regular season schedule. And then uh, a week from today on our final edition of the show, of course, we'll be looking uh, towards the A-10 championship in Washington, D.C. So the two games left uh, on the road at LaSalle coming up Wednesday, and then the home finale in Senior Day on Saturday against George Washington. If you did not get the memo that game time has changed, it's not a noon or 12.30 tip-off, but rather a 3 o'clock tip. So make note of that or else you'll show up and miss the whole thing. Well, no, actually, you'll be there too early. They won't let you in. Um, but, uh, but that's coming up this week. We'll talk more about that. And obviously last week, looking back on uh, a week, uh, and we've had this conversation before, Coach, uh, of uh, two dramatically different games, uh, one very good and one very bad. Yeah, obviously, you know, we were really excited to, to be able to get the win against St. Louis. You know, we felt like uh, St. Louis physically would pose some challenges to us, and uh, they did. They're one of the best defensive teams uh, in, our, in our league, and they showed that in the first half. But the thing I was proud of from our guys is, is uh, the second half, I thought, we fought through the adversity that we had in the first half, and we dug in, and I thought it was one, probably our best defensive half, especially second half of the season, and I thought that propelled us to the win. You know, and then uh, obviously the game Friday, Rhode Island uh, showed why they're the best team in the league, top 20 team in the country. You know, we uh, for about 15, 16 minutes of the game, I thought our guys battled. We were right there, uh, had opportunities, and then, uh, as has happened, you know, uh, at different times during the season, uh, the turnover bug hit us again and allowed them to get some easy baskets and ended up what was, a, I think, a five- or six-point lead with about four to play turned into a two-point deficit at halftime. But we felt good coming into half that if we could fix that and continue to defend that we would have a chance. But, you know, obviously, second half, I think just the, uh, the overall uh, cumulative effect of their pressure uh, their crowd, the excitement in the building, uh, they were able to overwhelm us in the second half. You know, the, the turnovers were across the board. It was not, uh, you know, it, it was a game in which the Flyers needed to be thumb pointers, not finger pointers, because all everyone had to do is take a thumb and point at their own chest, and they were part of that problem. It was across the guard. It, it was point guards. It was it was bigs. It was it was everybody. And was the the difference and what made it, so much more um, uh, damaging uh, was the fact that, okay, 
a traveling violation is a turnover. An offensive foul is a turnover. Uh, throwing the ball out of bounds is a turnover. But these were a lot of what we call like live ball turnovers that were not only giving up a, a chance at a basket, but it was ended up being really good, easy shots for Rhode Island at the other end. Well, some of them. Obviously, we had, we had a lot of them in the game. We had 22 turnovers, I think, maybe – uh, a handful, five or six, led directly to easy baskets for them. But more importantly, the momentum, uh, the excitement of their crowd. And then, uh, you know, for us, just wasted possessions. You know, so it's like a four-point swing uh, when, you, when you do that. And, uh, you know, the first half we had, we had 13 of them. And, you know, to be down uh, by two points uh, at the half with 13 turnovers, I, I felt good about that. But at the same time, you know, you looked at, the stat sheet and Jalen Crutcher, 20 minutes, Jordan Davis, 20 minutes. Uh, I think uh, uh, another guy, I can't remember if it's Trey or, or Daryl, like 17, 18 minutes, you know, and uh, over the course of a 40-minute game with the way that they play, their, the pace of the game for them, you felt like, you know, you wanted to make sure that you could, you could, you could survive that. And in the second half, obviously, they, they got hot. Uh, they started making shots, so – uh, you combine that with the turnovers and uh, our inefficiency on the other end as well. We didn't shoot the ball uh, well at all in the second half. Uh, you know, the cumulative effect of that, I thought, really told, told the tale there. But certainly the turnovers were a big part yeah. of it. Yeah, it, it, as is often the case, it's, uh, it's, not, it's not one thing. It's often a lot of things yeah. that add up to, to a big thing. And, uh, you know, obviously disappointing uh, in the wake of – what was, I thought, the best, and we talked about this right before the game uh, on Friday, is that um, how important was Tuesday's game from the standpoint that obviously wins are, are hugely important, but to, to have that, that good comeback, to have that battle back type of comeback, and to get the win, to not be just that, you know, walking off of an overtime at VCU or double overtime at UMass or, or at the buzzer at Mississippi State where these guys – do battle back like that, but yeah. don't get the reward. Right. No, I, I thought it was, it was big on a lot of fronts, but certainly we've been in a lot of games of late uh, overtime, double overtime, where, where uh, we didn't get the result that we wanted. And the thing we always try to do is not necessarily just live with the result in terms of letting, that, letting the result dictate how we feel about what, he did, what we did, whether or not it was after a win or after a loss. So uh, I think our guys have come to expect that, but certainly – you want to be rewarded as well, you know. So that was that was big uh, in terms of getting that feel-good feeling after the St. Louis game, you know. So, uh, you know, obviously, right now we're in the final week of the season, and, and the thing we talked about today is you look at the standings, and you still have a crowd, you know, there um, to to determine this week will determine the seating of the tournament, and for a lot of different, really, probably from five or six all the way down to twelve, thirteen, fourteen. You know, it'll be decided by what happens on the court this week. So, uh, big week, and we've got to be prepared for it, obviously. You know, the first game at LaSalle, uh, some very good seniors that they'll be uh, sending out with their last game, and they've been playing really well of late. So, uh, that'll be a great challenge for us, and then to come home against a, a GW team that's playing well also. Now, it's that time of year when, you know, the teams are starting to, you know, to start – you know, jockeying for position, and everyone is saying the same thing in the locker room. Tomorrow's a new day. Then you get to get to Washington D.C. You know, everyone 
is going to be thinking about this as being a restart back to square one, with the exception of maybe Rhode Island, but, but who knows? I mean, maybe they're even going to just uh, uh, take the approach that they just don't even want to worry about any at-large stuff, and uh, they'd like to just keep steamrolling, I would think. Well, yeah, obviously anytime you get to, to the postseason, anything can happen, you know. So uh, our focus right now is just making sure we take care of this week. You know, like I said, we've got, we've got a, you know, a big game coming on Wednesday uh, at, at LaSalle, and then we'll take care of uh, uh, our business at when our final home game, hopefully here on, uh, on Saturday. And then and obviously with the, with the tournament looming uh, a week away, uh, is that time of year, you know, what, where you get excited about the opportunity to play in March and the potential that you have to extend your season and do some things. And the thing we talked about is we, we can't take one second, you know, for granted. We can't, we can't look in our rearview mirror. We can't look too far ahead. We've got to take care of today and, and uh, take advantage of the opportunities that are in front of us. All right. Well, today we're talking Dayton basketball, and we're doing it here at Frickers on Woodman Drive. It's the home of the Anthony Grant Show. We're here until 8 o'clock, and we're going to be t- – Got the Bud Light mic available for the folks here at uh, Frickers. If you're elsewhere in Flyer Nation, give us a buzz at 457-1290 as we're going to be talking Dayton basketball on the Anthony Grant Show here at Frickers. The Anthony Grant Show, live from Frickers on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now the three big things you need to know, the top stories we're following this hour. A Springfield woman is facing multiple charges after she sells drugs to a woman who overdosed. Drivers of both vehicles involved in the fatal crash last night have been identified. And our top story, governors from across the country talked to President Trump about better background checks to help keep guns out of the hands who shouldn't have them. You're never more than 15 minutes from Dayton's top stories. I'm Damian Burrs, WHIO Continuing News. As we all know, life can bring about many challenges. Fortunately, some you can expect and plan for. By joining the McAfee Comfort Club, we can find many problems before they happen. And for the moment you're caught off guard, our emergency priority service restores your comfort quickly. Any season, any time, McAfee. Frickers, the home for fun, food, sports, and spirits, is ready to serve you lunch, dinner, and late night. Frickers is the home of everyday values. Monday, boneless frickin' chicken wings. Tuesday, traditional frickin' chicken wings. Wednesday, it's all about that steak. About that steak. And Thursday, Frickers frickin' chicken chunks rule the day. Frickers, where kids 10 and under eat free every day. And the kitchen is open late night to serve you for everyday values. And the home for fun, food, sports, and spirits, it's Frickers. Adults 50 years or better. Spring registration for the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute at the University of Dayton is now open. The flexibility of registering for as many seminars as you would like brings a customized, fun, and intellectually stimulating experience for all. This spring, enjoy seminars such as wine appreciation, questions for inquiring minds, the world of jazz, and more. Some seminars do fill up, so call now to secure your seat. Call 229-2347. That's 229-2347. You can always count on the crisp, refreshing taste of Bud Light. Just like you can always count on Tailgate Terry. Without Tailgate Terry, you wouldn't have cold Bud Lights and seven-layer dip at every pregame. That's 56 layers per season. Just the right amount if you ask Terry. Just don't ask him while he's inflating the eight-foot mascot he blows up for tailgating. 
Tailgate Terry is famous among friends. He deserves a Bud Light. Enjoy responsibly Bud Light Beer, AB St. Louis, Missouri. Logan Master Appliance, a longtime supporter of UD Athletics, is proud to be a part of the Flyer family since 1886. Visit our showroom today to start planning your new dream kitchen. You'll get prompt, professional service done right the first time with the quality and value we're famous for. Your dream kitchen is within reach at Logan Master Appliance, 2205 South Smithville in Kettering. Logan Master Appliance, serving the Miami Valley for for over a hundred years. Go Flyers! Mainly clear skies in our forecast for us tonight. I've been on the cool side, but not too bad for February. Down to 32 in the morning. Sunshine, a mild day tomorrow, unseasonably so. As we climb up to 58, next chance for rain coming in on Wednesday. I'm Chief Meteorologist Eric Elwell on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to The Anthony Grant Show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call now, 457-1290. Now, back to the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hansgen. Hey, welcome back here to Frickers on Woodman Drive, your home of fun food, sports, and spirits, and also The Anthony Grant Show. Uh, two more shows left. Uh, we've got the show tonight, and then, of course, uh, the uh, show a week from tonight. We'll be looking ahead towards the... Uh, A-10 uh, championship in Washington, D.C. At that point in time, uh, we'll know who Dayton's playing and what side of the bracket they're on, all that kind of stuff. And at that time, we will either be – we'll either know then or we'll be learning on Tuesday who the, uh, you know, the player of the year will be in the conference, uh, all-conference players and things like that. And uh, I know that you know, Dayton's not having the kind of year it wanted to have, but uh, there are some individuals that hopefully will be recognized by – the other teams in the league for for what they've done on this team uh you know you look at a senior like uh, daryl davis the, the great breakout year he's had josh cunningham has been a load all year uh i think jalen crutcher is worthy of being on the all newcomer team with with not just his stats but just the role he has had to play for a team as a as a freshman to come in and and, and to play you know 40 minutes a game at the point guard and and, and to play it as well as he has uh and then trey landers uh I, I'm hoping he'll be at least uh, in the discussion among the league coaches to be the most improved player in the league, the, uh, the Chris Daniels Award winner. But um, yeah, we'll find that out next week. But uh, business to take care of between now and then, that's uh, LaSalle and uh, GW coming up. Now, your team, you said right after the game Friday night, you guys got, got worn down a little bit. Um, was, it, was it almost more of a mental fatigue than it was just physically being gassed? I think it was both. I think it was both. I think, obviously, um, you know, Ro- Rhode Island, in my opinion, is a really good team. I think they're a team that that can win games in the NCAA tournament. And by, by games, I mean multiple games in the NCAA tournament. I think they've got great depth. I think they're really, really good defensively. They wear you down with the pressure. And then they've got multiple guys from an offensive standpoint that they, that they can go to. So uh, the pressure that they put on you for 40 minutes from, from tip to end, uh, the cumulative effect of that, uh, can take a toll, and I thought it. I thought it took a toll on us. Um, you know, you look at. I think in the second half, really, it showed uh, on our shots. We were short. Our inability to finish uh, things around the basket. Obviously, the turnovers, things like that. So I think they wore us down uh, physically, and then obviously, once you once you, you get the the deficit or the accumulation of turnovers, it can also be mental. You know, so that's something that we've. We've talked about the need to, to be able to, to conquer the chaos is what we call it in terms of when things are going wrong to have that mental toughness 
to be able to fight through and and overcome whatever it is that's hitting you at that time. And, you know, we we tried to do that uh, in the game the other day. And uh, fortunately for us, we weren't we weren't able to be successful. Thought we 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 were able to maybe stop some of the bleeding at points. But, you know, they're they're a really good team. And they started uh, offensively in the second half, making some difficult shots and and uh, getting out in transition quite a bit. And uh, we're able to build the lead, and the crowd got into it. So certainly the mental, along with the physical, took its toll. Yeah. Best thing about Friday night, it just counts as one. You know, they don't, uh, they don't say, okay, that was bad, so it's going to count as two losses or whatever. And you certainly – you don't want to have Rhode Island beat you Wednesday. Right. Uh, you yeah. Know. You know, I think, I think for us, you know, the thing that, that we talked about was, was just understanding – and again, this is my first year, so you can probably speak to this more than I can. But I, I look at Royal Line as a team that that's they they've had to climb and go through some stuff. They've had to get some scars to be able to get to where they are right now. Obviously, um, you know Dayton's won the Atlantic Ten the last two years. You know, so those seniors have been through some stuff to be able to get to that climb, and and they showed a, a hunger all year to be able to prove you know, who they were. So give them credit for what they've been able to accomplish. So my thing for our guys, especially uh, for our guys returning, is, is let's remember what this feels like, okay? And let's, let's, let's see what the, what the standard is at this, at this point for our league and where we have to get to if we want to call ourselves one of the best teams in the league and, and have a chance to contend for championships. Let's remember this and the work that's got to go in for us to be able to get back to to where we want to be so uh, you know I, I think it's uh you try to take a lesson from every every game you play and certainly uh you know whatever feeling there is you know with the with the result the way it came out uh my hope is that it'll be motivation and a burning desire to say okay we we've, we've got to do everything we can to make sure we never feel like that uh again as we move forward it was interesting after the game um and it was a huge celebration, much like we saw last year at the UD Arena, uh, and, and understandably and rightfully so. And, and a lot of Rhode Island fans came up to me afterwards and, and were saying, you know, oh, this is, you know, we, we remember how frustrated we were that we couldn't beat Scoochie and, and, and Kyle and Kendall and those guys. And, you know, now it's our, you know, our turn. It was finally our turn. And they said, you guys will be back. He goes, you guys will be back. All those young guys, he goes, they go, uh, we're, we're going to go through the same thing that you're going through because I think, they, I think six of their top eight players are seniors, so they're going to have a completely reworked roster next year. But uh, I, was, I was kind of pleased. I, I thought the, the Rhode Island fans were pretty gracious uh, uh, in, in celebrating, and uh, I didn't have to punch anybody. It was kind of nice. I, I, was, I was ready. I was going to fight my way out to the bus if need be, but I didn't have to. I didn't have to. And uh, so that, that, that was good. You know, so we've, we've, enough about, uh, you know, singing Rhode Island's praises. Okay, they won. Okay, congratulations. Let's talk more about Dayton. And, and last week, um, you did get better bench play. Uh, and specifically, um, Costas uh, gave you quality minutes in, in, in consecutive games. And, and, and how important is that for him to, in his development? Well, I think it's important on a lot of fronts, obviously, for, for his development. Um, you know, like we've talked about a lot, you know, he, he's a, a first-year player, uh, you know, and a guy that I think is, has, has had that label of, you know, the potential that, that we see 
that he's capable of. And, you know, it's been in spurts. So uh, I felt like last week was a great step forward for him. And, you know, after the St. Louis game, uh, I think just the comments that uh, were shared with him from his teammates, from all his coaches is, you know, what a difference he can make when he brings that type of energy to our team and that the need for that, you know, that the, 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 uh, the need for us to have him play with great energy every night. So it was good to see him come out and play with energy. And again, he's going to make mistakes. You know, he's a young guy that's learning and, and, and has to, has to develop, but you know, you want to see the effort and the intensity and the purpose you know, when he's on the floor. So I felt like in both games last week, those were great strides. You know, now we've just got to continue moving forward, you know, with that effort. But that was certainly promising. And a guy that's not – obviously does not make the impact. Um, he's, not, he's not flashy. He's not splashy at all is Mate. But I think over the course of the last two months, we've seen him go from a guy that was, well, to be honest with you, lost at times to being – someone you can put in and eat some minutes for you because he knows what he's supposed to do and he knows where he's supposed to be and he's you know he's he's not going to kick the ball in the stands yeah yeah Mate another guy that you know over the course of the season has been ups and downs and you know for him I think the biggest thing with him is the game just has to slow down for him the game is really fast it's a lot faster than what uh he's experienced overseas and in, in all of his uh all of his playing overseas. So I think once the game slows down and, and, and he gets comfortable uh, with the way the college game is played, um, I think you'll, you'll see you know, him develop as well because I think the thing with, with Monte is he's, he's got a lot of things that, that you want to see as a coach in terms of he's very passion, passionate about basketball. Uh, he's tough. He's got a level of toughness about him. He cares. It's important to him. You know, he wants to do well. And, uh, you know, those are great places to start. And then uh, I think, you know, once the game slows down, you know, he's, uh, he's got the potential to be a really good shooter. And I know we haven't seen it consistently enough, uh, but I think that, that once it slows down for him, uh, hopefully that'll, that'll be something that uh, he'll, get, he'll be known for. This is the Anthony Grant Show, and you're here at Frickers on Woodman Drive, your home of fun food, sports, and spirits. Uh, two more shows left in this uh, college basketball season with just two games left in the regular season for the Flyers coming up Wednesday at LaSalle. And then, of course, Saturday, it's the home finale. It's senior day. Uh, Dayton's two seniors, uh, Daryl Davis and Joey Gruden, will be honored. Uh, the pregame ceremonies will be getting, they'll be getting about 245, so you know, make sure you get to the arena early enough that uh, you can give those guys their due. Uh, then the game time is 3 o'clock against uh, GW. And then after that, uh, the dust will, uh, will settle. The smoke will clear. We'll figure out uh, who Dayton plays, what time next week in uh, Washington, D.C. And, of course, uh, we'll know all that uh, a week from tonight when we meet in the final edition of our show here. But we got still more to go tonight. We're going to talk about Daryl. We're going to talk about Joey, a look at LaSalle, and a quick peek ahead at GW. That's all coming up. It is the Anthony Grant Show, and we are live at Brickers, Woodman Drive. The Anthony Grant Show, live from Frickers on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it.
It's 7.30. I'm Damian Burrs. Here are the three big things you need to know this hour. In Clark County, a woman overdosed on drugs, and now the woman who sold it to her is facing several charges. The two drivers killed in a fatal crash in Liberty Township are identified. And our top story, governors meet with across the country to discuss better background checks for firearm purchases. Temperatures on the rise over the next couple of days in a February that has been much above normal temperature-wise and precipitation-wise. Early indications are as we head into March for cooler weather. In fact, the pattern favors cooler than average temperatures as we head into the first week of March. Right now, too early to tell. if. Now, WHIO triple team traffic. Not seeing any accidents to report on the highway right now, but if you're traveling southbound 75 from I-72 Route 35, that nine miles has taken about eight minutes. Our top story, in a meeting with governors from across the country, President Trump relayed, uh, repeated his call for improving background checks in the aftermath of the Florida high school shooting. Some of the federal regulations on HIPAA prevent us from having true background checks. We can check the background of someone who's committed a crime, but we don't know what their mental state is. And so I think that that needs to be loosened up and we need to have the ability to do that. Maine Governor Paul LePage. Our Washington Insider Jamie LaPree has more on his blog at WHIO.com. According to the Butler County Coroner's Office, the two people killed in the fatal accident in Liberty Township have been identified as 40-year-old Julie M. Hensley from Hamilton and 49-year-old Ronald L. Anderson from Westchester. The two died from serious injuries and their deaths were ruled as accidental. The man accused of leading Huber Heights cops on a chase that ended in a crash is indicted. 31-year-old Richard Maupins faces charges of failure to comply and two weapons charges. He's scheduled to be arraigned this Thursday. WHIO's Ron Otto, you can see better cruiser cam footage of the chase on our website, WHIO.com. With local news every 15 minutes, this is WHIO Continuing News. A Springfield man is facing multiple charges for allegedly selling drugs to a woman who overdosed, then was placed on life support. The 59-year-old Diamond McCallahan is set to appear in Clark County Municipal Court this afternoon. Bond is set at $30,000, $500. And now the exclusive WHIO 24-hour weather forecast from meteorologist Eric Elwell. Mainly clear skies in our forecast for us tonight. A bit on the cool side, but not too bad for February. Down to 32 in the morning. Sunshine, a mild day tomorrow, unseasonably so. As we climb up to 58, next chance for rain coming in on Wednesday. I'm Chief Meteorologist Eric Elwell on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Looking at the latest scan of the live Doppler 7 radar, it's clear it's 46 degrees in Huber Heights, 45 degrees in Springfield, and 46 degrees in Dayton at 733. If news breaks, we break in immediately. I'm Damian Burrs on Dayton's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Depend on it. Hi, it's Larry Hanskin. You know, I, I try to take care of myself, uh, eat right, uh, get exercise, but just as important, I need to get a great night's sleep. And I do that thanks to my pillow. My pillow's been a life changer for me. It's helped me sleep better than I've ever slept because I fall asleep right away and I stay asleep. I wake up feeling more refreshed, even getting up as early as I do each and every day. 
Now, I know it can do the same for you, so I want you right now to go to MyPillow.com and click on the four-pack special. Use the promo code WHIO, and you're going to get 50% off two MyPillow premium pillows as well as two go-anywhere pillows. I take them with me on the road when I travel with the Flyers. Or if you'd prefer to call, you can do that, 1-800-320-1481. Ask for that four-pack special, and again, use the promo code WHIO. You've got nothing to lose. Every MyPillow comes with a 10-year warranty, a six 60-day money-back guarantee. Again, go to MyPillow.com, click on the four-pack special, and don't forget to use the promo code WHIO. W-H-I-O is and watching all of this from the sky, let's go back to Mark Bowern and the WHIO Air Scouts. Thanks, Charlie. Not much change since we talked to you last, uh, just a few minutes ago. The uh, fire appears to be burning a little more uh, severe now. Those call letters are something else. Those are those are heritage call letters. When people think of, of radio, they think of WHIO. When I was in school growing up in this community, I mean, everybody listened to WHIO and everybody watched WHIO TV. This has been WHIO as long as I've known it, and I think that because of that, along with the commitment the radio station has made to news, I still teach. And I and I point to the fact that uh, a lot of stations, most stations, news went out the door years ago. This is a station that takes news seriously. 1290 you're listening to The Anthony Grant Show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call now, 457-1290. Now, back to the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hansgen. Hey, welcome back to uh, Frickers uh, on Woodman Drive, your home of fun food, sports, and spirits, home of The Anthony Grant Show, uh, the penultimate edition. That means next to last, okay. Uh, yeah, we got uh, one more next week. That's coming up uh, uh, as a preview for the A-10 uh, championship that will be in Washington, D.C. this year. And then it goes back to Brooklyn after that. And after that, I don't know. I'll just uh, show up on the bus and go wherever we end, go wherever we end up. But between now and then, uh, two games. Uh, LaSalle coming up on uh, Wednesday and then uh, a home finale against uh, George Washington. And, Coach, when you got the job uh, last April, one of the first things I talked to you about is uh, LaSalle. And I warned you uh, that the, as my uh, my, my buddy for uh, the St. Louis uh, radio, Bob Ramsey calls it, the uh, Tom Gola Arena Aquatic Center and Hair Care <laughs> Salon uh, it, it is not the, uh, it, it's, it, it's an experience. And, uh, you know, Dayton has never played well there. They just have not played well there. And I think it's uh, it's one of those things that uh, often it has less to do with LaSalle players than it does with um, with what Dayton doesn't do. But that being said, as you said, LaSalle's got some seniors. BJ, they got a player of the year candidate, B.J. Johnson. Um, you know, and they're going to be they're going to be one. They're going to want to put one on the Flyers. Well, they, I I've been impressed, but by, by what I've seen, obviously on film, I haven't been to the arena. It'll be my first time going to LaSalle, so I'm sure I'll be impressed. You know, once we get there as well, but. Uh, you know, when I watch them on film, really, really talented team. You know, you look at, uh, as you mentioned, B.J. Johnson's a guy that, you know, a couple of games ago, I think he had like 20, 20 and 20, maybe 24 rebounds in a game. And, you know, when you can do that, uh, you're, you, you, you're a pretty good player. So uh, a guy that's very capable of scoring. And then uh, Pookie Pyle, their point guard, is another guy that 
familiar with from his days in high school and recruited him a little bit, and I think he's a really good player. He's a guy that has that spurt ability that can really get it going from the outside, very very similar to some other guards that we've we've had difficulties with in our league. Um, uh, kid from George Mason and then uh, uh, Pipkins from, from UMass. He puts you in the same mindset of those guys with his ability to play in pick and rolls, his ability to shoot it with range. Uh, they've got nice size and versatility on the perimeter and a couple of guys at the five spot that, that you know, able to rebound and can score inside. So we've got to do a great job, you know, in terms of uh, our, our game plan and our readiness. And, you know, obviously for, I think, uh, maybe about three of those guys, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's their senior night, you know. So uh, they've played really well at home, uh, playing, playing well down the stretch. So we've got to be mentally and physically locked in and ready. You know, it, it's, it's, we talked about this a week ago, but, uh, you know, it, it's, it's something that's not going to go away, and that is the, the balance between preparing guys for a game and resting guys for a game. Yeah. Well, obviously for us, you know, with, with the limited rotation that we've, that we've played this year, that's really important, you know. So it's, it's, a, it's a balancing act to make sure that we're getting the proper rest, but also doing the things that we need to do uh, to make sure we're prepared uh, to play our best. So uh, with our schedule over the last couple of weeks, it's been, you know, really uh, challenging to try to manage making sure that we got what we needed. You know, we had uh, that stretch last week where we had three games in, in a seven-day period. Uh, but obviously by playing Friday, we were able to give our guys a couple of days here, yeah, Saturday and Sunday, just to get away from it, to recuperate, to get treatments and what they needed, and we hit the court again today. Uh, we'll go tomorrow and be ready to go here on Wednesday. Part of being a college basketball player is learning how to practice. Um, and and you got, uh, you, you got a, a young team and, and some freshman guys coming from high school in Costas who got to practice part of the year last year. But, um, you know, how have they embraced – that concept of practice being an opportunity and not being something that they just got to get through. Yeah, still a work in progress, just being honest with you. I think it's still a work in progress. And, again, for everybody on our team, what myself and our staff are asking of them is different than even for Daryl. You know, even though he's been in college for three years, what we're asking him to do on a daily basis, his routine is different than it was this time last year. So every day those guys walk in not knowing exactly what to expect. You know what's going to be what's going to be asked of them. So it's a brand new experience for them, and and then obviously, as we mentioned before, because of the the limited rotation that we've played, uh, you know you want to make sure the things you're doing in practice are pretty specific and 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 uh, beneficial in terms of what you need to do uh, in preparation for who your next opponent is or what the needs of those guys are. This time of year. Um you know, really throughout the whole course of the season. But uh, you and your staff have had to to juggle your time. Um, you know, how much how much time are you able to devote to this team? And then how much is devoted to getting out on the road, looking at players, uh, looking down the road, not just at, for next year, but two, three, even yeah. four years down the road as far as uh, recruiting is concerned? Yeah, well, that, that's been, uh, you know, uh, a balancing act uh, obviously for me as the head coach my full attention and, and obligation and responsibility is with our current team so I'm, I'm i'm there every day 
uh, want to make sure that we're doing the things that we need to do to move the program forward. But for all of our assistant coaches, you know, they've been they've been hitting the road pretty consistently. So, uh, you know, it's very, very it was very, very common over the course of the year for us to to have maybe only one assistant at practice because guys are out watching watching guys play and trying to get a feel for for what's out there and what's available, uh, whether it be for the current recruiting class or future recruiting classes. So, uh, you know, that's that's what's you know, what's needed, especially when you take over a program and you begin to learn what you have and what your needs are and, you know, what the what you need in order to put yourself in a position where you can compete for championships. So what's a better evaluation tool um, watching a kid in a high school game? or watching him in the summer when he's uh, playing some AAU? Yeah, I, I get that question a lot. I think it's a combination of both, to be honest with you. Um, I think you can learn a lot from, uh, obviously, the competition uh, that you face on the AAU circuit, um, you know, because you're, you're typically seeing all-star teams. So you're playing against uh, sometimes high-level talent. So you can, you can get, get a better feel for what a kid's true talent level is. But I, I like uh, also – seeing uh, from the high school standpoint people that have been able to build relationships with these kids over the course of years uh, seeing how they interact uh, you know with their teammates uh, in practice or you know what the guidance counselor or the the teacher you know has to say about their work ethic and those type of things that I think you get a better picture of who who it is that you're dealing with not only as an athlete, but as a person uh, through the high school experience. So I think it's a combination of the two. All right. Uh, Bud Light Mike is available for the folks here at Frickers. Taking advantage of it is Tom. Step on up. you got a question for Coach. Yeah. Hi, hi Coach. I, if you, if you kind of move the clock forward a little bit uh, and, and two of your players uh, say, say it's Costas and, and Jalen Crutcher and they say, Coach, um, going to be off for a little bit in the summer what should what do i do to get better what do you tell them well that that's something that you know once the season ends we're, we'll we'll put together a plan for all of our guys and those two guys included but certainly um you know off the top of my head right now i think uh the thing that i think both of them going through this experience this year would, would be the first to tell you that they they want to get stronger uh, they want to Im- improve their physique their bodies uh and then it's always, you know, just in terms of um, enhancing your strengths and trying to reduce your weaknesses, you know. But I think for both of those guys, the first thing that comes to mind is physically uh, being able to mature, uh, get their bodies where they need to be. And I think it will enhance maybe some of the strengths that they already have. And then just to continue to work on developing the skill set and you know, at, after having a year in our system and style of play and knowing what what the requirements are offensively and defensively, I think just that alone, that experience, hopefully will give them a, a jump in terms of their preparations for next year. Thanks, Coach. Yep. All right. Have them be lunch buddies. Go out and eat together. Eat a lot. Eat a lot. <laughs> The right, right stuff, though. No question. All right. All right. Speaking of that, uh, folks here at Frickers enjoying uh, some food and beverages as we are getting ready to head into our final segment here tonight. Uh, Dayton uh, getting ready to say farewell to a couple of his seniors. We'll be talking about that. And a, a look ahead at that GW matchup on Saturday. It's all to come. The Anthony Grant Show live at Frickers on Woodman Drive.
The Anthony Grant Show, live from Frickers on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now the three big things you need to know, the top stories we're following this hour. The trial of a Dayton man accused in the shooting death of a babysitter has been delayed. A man is arrested over the weekend for hitting a pregnant woman with an unlikely weapon. And our top story, a homeless registered sex offender could be sent to prison for the rest of his life for child rape. You're never more than 15 minutes from Dayton's top stories. I'm Damian Burrs, WHIO Continuing News. Premier Health is proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. As the official sports medicine provider for 42 area schools, we treat more student-athletes than anyone else in the region. From injury prevention, treatment, and sports performance, our team of board-certified sports medicine and orthopedic physicians, athletic trainers, and rehabilitation specialists offer a comprehensive program focused on the goals of each athlete. To learn more or to find a Premier Health sports medicine specialists, visit premierhealth.com slash sportsmed. Premier Health, taking care to a higher level. 14 teams come to compete, but only one will win the crown. The Heart of the Nation will host the Atlantic 10 Men's Basketball Championship at Capital One Arena in March of 2018. Five days of non-stop basketball action. There can only be one champion. The A-10 Championship at Capital One Arena in Washington, D.C. March 7th through 11th, 2018. Buy your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Now, we are seeing these storms moving a little bit towards the eastern portion of the Miami Valley right now. We own the Miami Valley's only live Doppler radar. That means we know minutes before any other station when a tornado or severe storm is approaching your neighborhood. Technology is great, but add that to our live team of meteorologists and you have the most accurate forecast designed to keep your family safe. Get Storm Center 7 updates around the clock here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. I'm Jerry Willis with your Fox Business Network tax tip. Turning a loss into a gain after this. It's the new Jerry Willis podcast. I love giving you an edge with your money. I like to break it all down so that you wind up with more, more money in your pocket, more confidence in your future. Find it now on foxnewspodcast.com. 2017 had more than its share of hurricanes and wildfires. Thousands of people in Texas, Florida, Puerto Rico, and the U.S. Virgin Islands experienced devastating losses. You may be eligible for tax relief. Financial advisor Dominic Tavella. Really document your losses, those losses that have not been or will not be reimbursed by your insurance company. The government can help you there in in sheltering some of your taxable income by taking on these losses. To qualify, the losses have to exceed 10% of your gross adjusted income. For more tax tips, go to foxbusiness.com. I'm Jerry Willis with the Fox Business Network. Mainly clear skies in our forecast for us tonight. I've been on the cool side, but not too bad for February. Down to 32 in the morning. Sunshine, a mild day tomorrow, unseasonably so. As we climb up to 58, next chance for rain coming in on Wednesday. I'm Chief Meteorologist Eric Elwell on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station. Day of 1290 at News 95.7 WHIO. 
You're listening to The Anthony Grant Show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call now, 457-1290. Now, back to the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hansgen. Hey, welcome back uh, to Frickers here on Woodman Drive. It's your home of fun, food, sports, and spirit, and The Anthony Grant Show. We're talking Dayton basketball here tonight uh, until 9 o'clock, and then uh, Flyers two games this week uh, at LaSalle on Wednesday. We talk briefly about that, and then the home finale against George Washington on Saturday. Uh, senior day. Uh, the ceremonies take place right about 2.45. Uh, Dayton's two seniors, Joey Gruden and uh, Daryl Davis, uh, will be honored. And, and Coach, you know, you, you only had those guys for, for a year. Um, but what have, they, what have they meant, first of all, to you in making your transition uh, to being the, the coach of the Flyers? Well, first of all, um, we got a two-hour show tonight. We do? <laughs> what did I say? We were on until 9? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> No, hey, uh, <laughs> I already did that. I already did the daylight savings thing. You know, I, 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 I already, already sprung forward. Uh, no, th- those guys have been, uh, have been awesome to coach. You know, Joey obviously has not had a chance to play as much as, as Daryl has. But, uh, you know, Joey from day one uh, wanted to do whatever he could to help the team. And every day, whether it's uh, in practice, weights, whatever we ask, scout team, uh, you know, he's willing to come early. He's willing to stay late, willing to do whatever, you know, we need him to do to help the team. And, and you know, a lot of uh, his his reward is watching other people have a chance to go out there and be successful and knowing that he helped create those opportunities by what he did. So uh, I'm extremely grateful and happy to have had the chance to, to coach him for a year, and I know the impact that he's made, uh, you know, for this year's team. And the thing we talk about is even though he's, you know, a senior and won't be able to wear the uniform after this year, the memories that that he'll carry with him and the ownership that he'll have, the pride that he'll have moving forward and knowing that he had the impact that he had uh, because of the role that he played for our team and, and certainly for Daryl, you know, um, uh, I'm really proud of Daryl, you know, because certainly Daryl, uh, I I didn't experience it firsthand, but I know he's had his ups and downs over the course of four years, like most guys do. You know, when you walk in and and uh, as a 17, 18 year old kid, and you walk out 21, 22 year old, and and you've been through some things. And I think Daryl has been through some things. So uh, the the jump that he's made this year, uh, I think, has been been really really good. So I'm proud of him for that. And another guy that our conversations now are. His legacy, you know, and obviously this year is not going the way that uh, previous years for him have gone with conference championships and NCAA tournament bids. But the impact that he can have uh, on this current team, on the young guys, uh, for the guys returning, uh, the way he goes out these last few games as a senior, uh, I want him to understand the opportunity that he has. And I told him uh, I had a similar situation as a senior my my last year in that you know, we didn't get a chance to play in the postseason. And, and uh, as difficult as that is, uh, you have an opportunity to choose how you want to approach every single game and every single practice. And uh, and I think Daryl has done a good job of that. So really, really proud of him and, and happy to have had the chance to, uh, to coach him his senior year. I had a chance to see Daryl obviously play all four years. And uh, I'm, I'm hard-pressed to think of someone who has come farther 
uh, from the you know from the maturity standpoint as much as anything. Um, you know, just he was his nickname coming here was Baby D, and he was Baby D uh, there for 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 the first three years, and then to to see him grow up and and and, and to be become a man, and, um, and and his game has transformed too. You know, freshman year he was a a spot up three point shooter, playing on a team that had seven scholarship players, and he made a lot of mistakes because he had to play it. <laughs> you know, he was not coming out of the game. Uh, and so, and then sophomore year, you know, things, you know, the heat was turned up on him a little bit because the roster was uh, replenished and, uh, and he, he, he was really having, a, I think he had a hard time finding out who he was as a sophomore. And then last year, uh, his junior year, right after we came back from California, played out in Anaheim, and just a light went on for him, and he just said, and it's just like he said, I'm going to become the best on-ball defender we have. You know, he's just dedicated himself to that. And then this year, you know, he's become a better offensive player, just puts the ball to the floor like he's never done the year in the past and, and still can stroke it from three. And uh, I, well, I sure hope he has a great, uh, great weeks here, the next couple of weeks, like see him go out with a bang. No question, no question. Now let's talk a little bit about GW and just just briefly. They've got um, uh, they they like many teams starting to play a little better, hitting down the stretch here. Uh, Don't know a whole lot about them as of yet, but they they've had some impressive wins uh, of late. Um, you know, I think uh, obviously they sit at six and ten. I do know that much about them, um, but uh, you know every every game so far. I think uh, we've talked about this all the way through. You know, anything can happen on any given night in our league. So. Uh, you know, they, uh, they're one game uh, away from, you know, sitting where we sit. You know, so we've, we're obviously sitting at 7-9. and nine. They're at 6-10. and 10. Both teams we play this year or in the, in our, this week are in the same, same position sitting at 6-10. and 10. So we've got to make sure we take care of ourselves starting with uh, LaSalle here on Wednesday. It, it, it's, as, it's as important to, you know, to keep them behind you, so right. to speak, as it is to, to even to, to, to try to even move up. Right, yeah, to control what we can control. And that's that's exactly what we can control. It starts Wednesday with LaSalle, and then we'll move on to Saturday against GW. And if we can we can take care of that, you never know what happens with the other games in the league and what position we can ultimately end up in. But we'll have taken care of what we can control, and that's ourselves. Is this unusual for you in your previous stops that, you know, you're you're seeing a team for the very first time Two teams, in fact, the last week of the regular season. Yeah, yeah, this is this is yeah, quite quite different. But uh, you know, I, I think as with every game, you know, it's been good for me because I'm kind of learning the league, you know, and, and what everybody has, and and uh, you know, I've been been impressed with some of the talent across the league, and certainly it gives you an idea, you know, moving forward as as we continue to 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 build the program, you know, what what works, what what would be good you know, what our needs are compared to what the rest of the league, the challenges that we face with the rest of the league. So these will be two teams that uh, first time playing them, uh, obviously going to LaSalle, being in that environment, uh, be first time for me, uh, obviously uh, experiencing that, what that's like. So, yeah, certainly uh, still this last week learning a lot about our league. And speaking of that, when, when you know, having had a chance to look at this A-10 and and, and – and, what what's what's stri- what stands out to you? Uh, the A10 this year, when you look at the at the makeup of this league, 
uh, the, the players and the coaches and the teams involved. What's, what strikes you as being the, the strength of the A-10, so to speak? Uh, you know, probably some of the things we talked about a little while ago off air um, is that it, it's really uh, teams that have veterans, that have seniors, uh, are the teams that, that have had the most success. Uh, and I've been really impressed with uh, the guard play in the league. You know, I, I think, uh, you know, and again, a lot of it's, you know, some, some veteran guys. Obviously, you look at Rhode Island's guys. You look at St. Bonaventure's guys. Uh, they've been impressive. But then some guys that have young guys, you know, uh, uh, Pipkins from UMass is really, really good. Uh, Davison's guards, they're, I think, a, a trio of maybe young guys there that are really, really good. So uh, it's been, a, you know, those are probably the things that, that stand out to me the most, just the veterans and the, and the guard play. It's interesting that you know Rhode Island is a is a outright uh, champion is the third uh, most recent you know there's been three outright champions in recent years. Rhode Island senior dominated this year, Dayton last year senior dominated, 2014 St. Louis they started five seniors. Um, I think I think you can kind of see a little bit of a trend there, um, and then you know you go back to some of the other you know other uh, teams in the league. I remember GW had a really great team and. 2005, the last year, ironically, that uh, that uh, A10 was a one-bid league, and they had a great GW team, and it was all, it was all seniors. Yeah. They they literally started five seniors. So, I, I think just the, by the nature of the A10, you don't have as many guys leaving early. Yeah. And so, as a consequence, players come in and they get better. Right. Right. And, that, and that's rare in college basketball nowadays, as we all know. But uh, certainly, that's a, I think a benefit for our league is that. And, and that, that's why I think a team like Rhode Island, you know, is a team that's capable of, of, of doing some damage, you know, in the postseason. Same with St. Bonaventure. You know, I think uh, obviously those two teams right now in our league are teams that are probably uh, worthy of, of receiving at-large bids. We'll see what happens in the tournament, if we can get a, you know, another team uh, to, to join the fray. But certainly I think those two teams, because of their veterans, have a chance to, to, to continue playing for a while. All right. Well, we've got two games this week to wrap up the regular season at LaSalle, 7 o'clock Wednesday, a 3 o'clock tip on Saturday, Senior Day against George Washington. Then we're back here next Monday night. We'll talk about it then on the Anthony Grant Show. On behalf of Jacob, our engineer producer, the coach, Anthony Grant, I'm Larry Hanskin. Have a great week, everyone, and go Flyers. Go Flyers.